Hey, Steven. Hey, what? Dude, have you heard of the First Read Fantasy Football Podcast? Have I heard of it? Yeah, man. That's our podcast. Oh, right, 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 right. I knew that. Well, did you know that they have a Patreon? Yeah, I knew that. We made the Patreon. Oh, right, 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 right. I knew that too. But did you know that for as low as $3 a month? For $3 a month, you can support the show and get access to our exclusive Discord channel. And that for $5 a month, you also get access to our player rankings that we will update weekly until your fantasy football drafts. Then once the season has started, you will get access to our weekly player rankings to help your start sit decisions. Oh yeah. Yeah. I knew that. Oh, I should have known you knew that you're, you're pretty smart. Well, it's pretty awesome, man. And for $15 a month, you could even play with the host of the show in their own exclusive league. Now that's pretty cool. You're right. It is cool. And you absolutely can. So why don't you guys head on over to Patreon right now and search for First Read Fantasy Football Podcast so you can join today. What is up, everyone, and welcome in to episode 22 of the First Read Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Cardenas, and here with me, as always, is my co-host and best friend, Tyler Carden. Tyler, how are you doing tonight? I am doing fantastic. That The intro just lends itself for someone to start talking, I feel like, towards the It end. really does. I it just, just, it's just like the perfect compilation of musical genius. That runs every right time into I hear it now, I just... our wonderful introduction. Absolutely perfect, really, in every single way. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. You know what else I love? What's that? Are you about to do an ad? We didn't plan for this. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I am not going to do an ad. <laughs> I feel oh, pressured well. to do an ad now. What do you, what do you want me to want... sell? Okay. Here, man. Uh, so... You may have been plagued by just bad sports teams over the years, you know, regardless of where you lived. You know, maybe you live in San Antonio. Maybe you live in Indianapolis. Maybe you live in Chicago. Maybe you live in New York. Are you I don't know. referencing the Chicago Bears? Boom. Roasted. All right. Add over. I was going to say Justin Fields there. So a little... So you buy him higher on your fantasy, but never mind. Oh, well, I'm glad I was able to stop you before you got into that thing. All right, let's hop into some news and notes. Let's step into the newsroom. Tyler, what is the first news item you have for us today? Well, something I found very interesting. And by the time you're listening to this show on Thursday, you probably have seen it or probably heard of what, uh, who is on the Madden cover. Of the of the newest EA Sports Madden game, um, it's being revealed on the seventeenth, which is today or maybe yesterday. I don't know what days you guys listen to this, um, but that is being revealed. EA Sports did tease it by a video of just two goats, and it looked like there was maybe a a, a baby goat and a bigger goat. So I don't know. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. A lot of speculation. Who could it be? I know Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady were on them in the last few years, so I don't really see it being them. Um, 
I kind of thought maybe it's Tyreek Hill and, and Patrick Mahomes, but I don't really know. Um, I'm assuming there's someone younger in there, though. You know, maybe I would be surprised if maybe they throw Al- maybe yeah, maybe they throw Allen in there with Peyton Manning or something. Like maybe it's a legends thing with a newer guy. Like maybe it's Patrick Mahomes and Brett Favre. I, I'm just throwing a name out there. I don't know. Sure, sure, sure. I, I but I, I'm actually That'd really be curious. Interesting like, way to do it. Or you know, or maybe it is um, you know two teammates. I, I don't know. Yeah. If it is going to be two I, teammates, I can't imagine it being anyone other than like Kelsey and Mahomes or Hill and Mahomes, where they're still on the same team. Right. Yeah. I just I don't know. That's a tough one. It really is. I'm not sure. I have two guesses though. Okay, ready? Yeah, I'm ready. So the little teaser, right? They had two goats. Okay, farm animals. So okay. my first guess, Ronald McDonald. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say Dwight Schrute, <laughs> because old McDonald had a farm, and we all know that old McDonald is just Ronald McDonald who had a farm. And then, you know, kills all of his animals to send them to a fast food chain. But Dude, I've never watched That's my first guess. Oh, my God. I, that is dark. What do, you think about, what do you think about the first guess? So, Ronald Jones. Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> yes, Ronald Jones. Second <laughs> guess, okay? Big Goat, Baby Goat, Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that oh, was funny. God. Oh, oh man. That's really upsetting because I don't know if these laughs are appropriate at the time of this listing or if they're not appropriate. Because I think they're appropriate uh, no matter what happens. Uh, <laughs> Look at all the drama that has ensued. Oh dude. And it, it could be it, it's a good guess. I dude, I don't know why. And this is just weird to me. I keep thinking and wanting it to be Peyton Manning in some form. I don't know why. It just seems appropriate. That's weird. If, I don't, It'd be a I weird don't know one. Why? But like, why would he be on it now? <laughs> well, here's the thing. Better late than never. <laughs> okay. um, uh, you know, I the guess. the Madden curse where the, the guy has a bad year the next year can't happen. He's not playing football. Uh-huh. Can't have a bad Listen, season. It's probably just it's probably just Brady and Mahomes, right? Because remember that was the whole thing going into that Super Bowl was go versus the go. go. And, and oh, like, that was on go. Twitter, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. It was like the whole thing. Oh, oh that's so obvious now. <laughs> I didn't mean to kill it for you. Oh god. Um, I, no, I'm okay with that. Like, I think that no, would I think be really it'd be cool. cool. Yeah. Did Brady? Brady did make it as a Patriot, right? On there, on the cover, because him in the Bucks uniform is just going to be fantastic. Had to. Yeah. Is it going to be? Is gonna? Is it going to be the? Is one of the? Is the Mahomes one going to be him horizontally in the air? And then, like, oh, I hope so. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that'd be pretty funny. I hope I hope Brady's picture is him throwing the uh, the Lombardi Trophy. The Lombardi <laughs> Trophy from the boat. No, dude, I want I want it to be drunk or drunk Brady after he got oh, back off yes. the boat. <laughs> oh man, too funny. No, too funny. It's him throwing the Lombardi Trophy across the boat, but the trophy it's Mahomes sideways. Throwing the ball. <laughs> yes. All right, that's what uh, it is. Now I can't we're wait placing our best now. I love no, it. Man. I love it. When uh, we're right, it's gonna be wild. Maybe maybe it's Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth. 
That'd be Who said so they could be players? <laughs> <laughs> Is it? It's goat, goat, dude. I love Sunday Night Football commentating. <laughs> well, if it's just like two players from like a random other sport, like like LeBron and Michael Jordan. I mean, I wouldn't be mad. You got to get that crossover, <laughs> that cross promotion. Oh, it's all about marketing. All right, let's go ahead. It's probably, <laughs> it's probably, no, I got nothing. No, nothing, nothing. It could be Ronald McDonald and Burger King. Tim Tebow, dude. <laughs> dude, it really could be. It could be Tebow and, uh, and Trevor Lawrence. There you go. Oh, dude. Oh, could man. you imagine if EA like just like went totally bold and went like Brady and like Trevor Lawrence? Wouldn't it be nuts? It'd be nuts. It'd be nuts. He hadn't even taken a snap yet. Oh, that'd be great. I'm excited Phillip now. Rivers, I just myself Phillip up. Rivers and Justin Herbert? Ooh, maybe Tyrod Taylor and Justin Herbert. Maybe, <laughs> maybe Tyrod Taylor's uh, doctor and Justin Herbert. <laughs> All right, let's move on. We probably spent too much time on this. <laughs> the best part is we did not talk about this before just now. So, which is probably why it took us. Seven These are live thoughts. These are live. <laughs> Normally, all of these dumb conversations happen on the phone on another time. And then you get to hear the less dumb conversations, but that didn't happen today. So I apologize. Lack of so. phone calls have, have uh, brought this to you guys. Brought to you by lack of phone <laughs> calls. <laughs> oh, I don't know if it's better or worse. Well, let's go ahead. Let's talk about our next news item. Why don't you go ahead and say this one? Because I'm, I'm sure you're excited about it. I actually just found this out probably like an hour ago. Um, just scrolling through social media as I do. And... Matt Nagy was recently on the Chris Collinsworth podcast. I probably, uh, it was either today or yesterday's episode, um, whenever it came out. But Chris Collinsworth had asked him, you know, um, what are the chances of Justin Fields starting out the week one against the LA Rams on Sunday Night Football? Because I, I think Chris Collinsworth does believe Fields is starting. I've seen him talk about it before. And, you know, basically Matt Nagy said he doesn't see a scenario where Andy Dalton isn't the starter week one. You know, granted, he can't predict the future, but Andy is, he's the guy, he's ready to go, and um, that's what they're sticking with. So, yeah, that seems like it's happening. It's a crap. <laughs> Maybe it is. It. Don't believe me, Maggie. He is a dirty liar. Here's the thing, though. As a Bears fan, I hate it. Then again, as a Bears fan, we'll, we'll get to Aaron Donald later. I don't, I don't know if I, <laughs> I don't know if I want that right away. <laughs> You know, right? I yeah, I can see that. That that is a fair argument. Like, like listen, Justin, we think you're great and all, and it's because we think you're great that we're not gonna like put you out there when Aaron Donald's on the other side of the field. That's that would be totally fair. Actually, that would be a reasonable and, and, be a reasonable and honestly, choice. we get to see Justin Fields play in preseason games, so it's not like we won't be able to see him play before that. Exactly. So you might as well so, just wait and, and it'll be okay. Put him in week week two. You know, do the do the Deshaun Watson where he just goes in second half after uh Aaron Donald sprains his ankle like everyone else did last season and has to just sit like the, the moment Aaron Donald comes off the field, Fields walks in. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> Fields, their defense, they're he's actually playing defense. Hold they're, up. They're just gonna keep him. Hold up. We need to stop the show right now. What? Why on earth are you carrying a level in your hand? 
bro, someone's got to get this podcast on the straight and narrow. Someone's got to keep <laughs> us level-headed. It's the worst pun I've ever heard in my entire yeah. life. Is it? It's is it like, the worst pun? Tyler is a is a hands talker, right? He moves his arms around and all that <laughs> stuff. But he's doing that, and he just has this like little red level in his hand. It's as pink. if he's like about to go like do some work. Oh, it's pink. That's it's not pink. better. It came with what like some tools that my fiance got years and years ago. I actually don't even think it's very accurate. Got my shelves up with it though. That's why it's in here. I was putting shelves up. <laughs> you mean the shelves that <laughs> fell down? Okay. Out of five, one <laughs> fell down. <laughs> so it's 80% accurate. It's only because I didn't like nail them into the wall. I tried to use like the the 3M what's that called? The sticky stuff. It's got the Velcro. What is it called? You know, it's command strips. Those are command strips, right? So Sorry, I just wanted so, to watch you try to scroll. If you guys want to rewind this like two, three minutes back and listen to that whole conversation again, knowing that I'm just like twirling around like a little pink <laughs> level, like that's that's go ahead. I can't believe you I noticed so it. Sorry. This is gonna take us so long to get through this episode because we are just whew, it's it's rough out here. Let's let's move on. Let's try to talk about something fantasy related. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Today, we have a quick little game that we're going to play about one of our favorite New York teams, and then we are going to go into our main segment for the day, which we are going to be talking about bounce-back players, bounce-back candidates. So some players who had a rough year last year that weren't super productive fantasy-wise or weren't super helpful for your teams that we think this year could really turn it around and be useful and, and somebody to keep your eyes on. And I do want to preface this by saying, we're not using like injured players. So we're not going to say Saquon Barkley or Christian McCaffrey. Those are the obvious ones, right? Like, yeah, they didn't, they weren't great last year because they didn't play the game. Whereas this year they're, they're healthy, right? We're not doing that. We're going to try to pick players that were out there and just didn't have a very good year and try to come up with some reasons why they might have a better one this coming year. I dig it. I dig it. I am. I'm ready. What's this, uh, what's this game we're going to play? I, I am, uh, I don't know what's going on, as as usual. The game that we are going to play today is a little game I like to call Rank These Wide Receivers. Okay, And we're going to talk about the New York Jets today. That's a clever name. (laughs) It is, you know, really, really (laughs) creative. I am an engineer. This is the kind of names for games that engineers come up with because that's what we're going to do. We're going to try to rank the wide receivers for the New York york jets in the news this week was actually a lot about the jets which is kind of weird because like who cares right so <laughs> they have right and very a very interesting wide receiver situation okay so let me just kind of name some of the players that i think actually might matter for this discussion okay one jameson crowder okay he's a veteran 27 28 years old he's been with the team for a while and he's been their number one guy for a bit. You have Corey Davis, who they just signed this year. They gave him a pretty pretty good contract there and, and got him in there. They you have Denzel Mims, who they drafted in the second round last year. And you know, looked pretty promising. I thought out on the field, kind of coming into this year, I was I was kind of excited for him. And then they kind of did a lot of other stuff 
around him that makes me just kind of question what's going to like who's the value is. And then lastly, Elijah Moore, who is getting a ton of hype this week coming out of uh, the mini camps, right? He's getting a ton, a ton, a ton of hype. All the beat writers seem to love him or talking about how great he looks, all of this stuff. So Tyler, how do you rank the wide receivers for the New York Jets? Corey Davis is the guy, right? He's number one. Can we collectively agree that? Is he? I I think he is. He should be. Right? I don't know. I have no idea. Is that maybe is that why we're playing this game? Because we can't, we don't know. Okay. This is why we're playing this game because I don't know. I can make an argument for any of those four players being the number one. In my opinions, I think Corey Davis is the guy. I think he's wide receiver one on that team. I guess this is where I start to get. Yeah, it didn't take long, right? This is where I start to get a little like not sure. So it's either going to come down to Denzel Mims or Elijah Moore. I think Jamison Crowder is probably depth at this point on this team for this year, for the next year. You know, yeah, he's a good receiver. Like, I'm not going to take that away from him, but just like, I don't, I don't know, dude. Like, I mean, Jamison Crowder probably should be number two, but. I don't I don't know. I'm gonna go Corey Davis. Okay. Elijah Moore, Mims, and Crowder. Mims, Crowder. Okay. Okay, 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 okay. I think I mean that makes sense, right? Like I can definitely see the argument for that. Um Jameson Crowder just took a huge pay cut this week. That's kind of one of the things is that he renegotiated his contract, brought that, that cap hit down. A lot. 50% pay cut, I think, which is just huge. It's like, it's a lot of money. It's massive. It's a lot of money. And, but the thing is, he wasn't going to go anywhere and make that. That's why he took the cut. And they were kind of hanging this like, we're just going to cut you if you don't take the pay pay cut. We'll just get rid of you. And so, I don't know. I just, that's why they don't see him as the wide receiver one. So, right? That's just out. You don't, you don't, you don't, if you yeah. have someone that you think is the guy, you don't hang releasing him over their mm-hmm. head and tell right, him to take yeah. a huge pay cut, right? So, yep. you know, they brought Corey Davison. I think, you know, he's proven that he's, he's going to be an asset. We know that Zach Wilson, this rookie coming in, he's going to need someone like that. I think that's going to be a good duo, to be honest with you. I think you're going to see a lot of connections there. I can't speak on fantasy value on how like great it's going to be. Like, I don't think it's going to be there much just because we're talking about the yeah, Jets. I don't, think, I don't think there will be, like, a ton uh, of volume or production there. Elijah Moore's getting a lot of hype. He's looking good. So it, this will definitely be something just to monitor over the summer training camp and whatnot, uh, who's going to kind of be the guy. But if I had to rank them now, I, I, I would go Davis, Moore, Mims, Crowder. I think I would go more Davis, Mims, Crowder. I think the the Jamison Crowder news with the pay cut, I think, is just like a sign. Look, they they know they're not competing this year, so they're going to build their game plans around their younger younger players. Where they want to want them out there, getting experience, getting reps. So they're probably going to game plan with, you know, those three younger guys that they have: Corey Davis, Denzel Mims, Elijah Moore. And I just, I just have a feeling Elijah Moore is going to kind of step in and take it over. I don't know. It, it couldn't. It might not happen. And I don't think it matters for this year necessarily. Like they're not going to be super useful. Like whoever the number one is there might be a, I mean, 
ceiling is like low end wide receiver two, right? Like a, that's probably mm, the best yeah. case scenario you're going to get. So nothing too exciting, but I think it matters for looking forward and in your dynasty leagues, because eventually Crowder is going to get out of there that if Zach Wilson turns out to be a good player, mm. then these receiving options will have value um, going forward at some point. Right. If, if he's good, so right. It just kind of I mean, remains to be seen. Any receiver, you know, no matter how bad this team is, like a receiver has value. You know, look at Brandon Cooks yeah, in, sure. in Houston. Like he's got value because he's the guy. He's what you know what I mean. So, Mike Davis in Atlanta, he's the guy because he's the only one. Like it's got to go somewhere. The ball's got to go yeah. somewhere. Like, it's not it going to go to the ground every time. So, you know, something <laughs> to think about, something to look at. And you know, and, and maybe maybe Zach Wilson and Corey Davis and Mims, they just blow it out of the water, and right. they're just amazing, and they win five games finally. I don't know. <laughs> oh man, it's true though. Like, like no, no matter what happens, that that's kind of where they're going to be at. So we will just have to see. But I think it was an interesting kind of thought experiment to kind of dig into that one because I think it's a really interesting wide receiver room, right? I think there's some talent there, some young talent, and we just really don't know where that ball is going to end up. So it'll be fun to kind of watch yeah. that um, this year and kind of see how it develops. By the way, I'm assuming since. You know, all you fine listeners, and, and probably you as well, Stephen. I assume since you know you listen to this podcast, or you know you specifically, since you host this podcast, you probably play fantasy football. I do play fantasy football. You're right. Yeah, you do play fantasy football. Yeah, on occasion. Well, that is that is good. If you play fantasy football, I'm guessing your main objective is to win, win the win the league. You know, always. But you know, winners deserve winners deserve trophies. That is right. And my favorite place to get trophies for my NFL fantasy team are fantasyjocks.com. Guys, they literally have some of the coolest selection out there. And they're not making these plastic trophies. No, 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 no. Those are for kids. And they don't just have trophies. They got fantasy belts for all you wrestling fans like myself out there with customizable nameplates. That's right. Customizable nameplates. They have your classic championship rings. You know? If you're really good, you might be looking like Thanos in a few years and snap everyone right out of your league. Yeah. Are you that good? You know, but they they do. They have your classic trophies. They're super cool. They're your classic Lombardi trophy. They have my favorite trophy, which is like this hawk-looking dude tearing his shirt off. So cool. Sticking with that Avengers theme. I love it. And that trophy's only like 25 bucks. Like, the prices are phenomenal. You know, they have a goat trophy if you're the greatest of all time in your league. 35 bucks. Selection is on point and for people like steven who are going to lose this year they even have sashes they can wear that say that can say fantasy loser you know i can get him a bobblehead for the outhouse award you know i I think i'm gonna have to get you that one after you lose i think you'll deserve that one but they literally have the coolest stuff you know rings belts trophies whatever you name it and actually what's really cool is if you haven't drafted yet and you're going to get everyone together draft party they have draft kits you can buy which is super cool get a nice draft board and they even have little player labels you can buy with player names which is super cool and uh it's so cool it makes it easy you know you don't have to write everything in um they even have idp player labels for the for all you dynasty players i know we love our dynasty so um that's something we will definitely be using in the future uh for our next draft party so that will be fun but guys check them out like they're super dope they have everything you could ever need um you can check them out at fantasyjocks.com or at the link in our 
bios at Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, the link is there. Check them out. See what you think. You're a champion. Celebrate like a champion. Get that trophy from Fantasy Jacks today. And if you're going to be winning all those championships from all those leagues you're in, you know, you're going to be winning that fat cash. You're going to be hoisting that trophy. You're, you're going to need some strength. You're going to need some energy, right? Well, my go-to energy, raise energy. And unlike those, some of those competitors out there, I'm not going to, not going to name them obviously, but um, this drink's not going to give you any crash. You know, it, it's going to keep you sustained for hours. There's two types of caffeine. There's a slow release, a fast release. It's going to keep you going throughout the day, throughout your fantasy season. It's going to be great. There's no sugar in it, so no worries there. There's no calories. It's going to be everything you need. You guys are going to love this drink. They have plenty of flavors. You know, they have one called Voodoo, which is like this orange cream sickle and great bubble gum. Really hard to pull the grape flavor off, but they have done it. They have the newest flavor, which is Miami Beach. Nice coconut flavor. Nice variety. 12 awesome flavors. And if you order through repsports.com, you can actually get 15% off your order if you use the code FIRSTREADFOOTBALL at checkout. I highly recommend them. I actually have a bunch of cases sitting next to me right now that I've been working on. And I, I have one probably every day, if not every other day. I probably have a problem, but they're that good. They're that delicious. So <laughs> go ahead and check them out, guys. RepSports.com. That's with two Ps. And use the code FIRSTREADFOOTBALL at checkout for 15% off your order. But let's go ahead. Let's move into our bounce back players. We have a list of players that we think could take a, a good solid step forward this year after a rough, you know, ending to their season last year. Um, and we're just going to kind of walk through some of them and kind of give you some of our reasons why we think they could come back to life. So why don't you kick us off with our first player on the list? Yeah, so let's go ahead. Let's uh, jump in to the running back core and kind of talk some players. We think are going to have a bounce back year, right? Um, so as you had said before, we're not going to talk like Saquon Barkley or whatever, just because he was injured. That's an outlier. That doesn't count. Yep. Let's go ahead and talk about, you know, probably one of the biggest disappointments when it came to fantasy football last year, right? Yeah, Especially absolutely. with the value and where he was taken. And that's uh, Ezekiel Elliott on the Dallas Cowboys. Zeke, you know, he's, he's an elite running back. We all know that. Um, he's been for, for a few years now. A lot of people took him, you know, first few picks in the fantasy last year. And he's still got some, he's still going pretty high in the drafts in the first round this year. But he he just disappointed. You know, you, you really thought you were going to see him really, really step up more than he had so once Dak went down because it's his show now, right? It's the Zeke show. Let's, let's do it. And mm -hmm. that just didn't happen. You know, it didn't get better. It, in fact, it got worse to the point where you almost wanted to start Tony Pollard some weeks, which yeah. Tony Pollard would have been the guy to start some weeks. Like that happened, yeah. right? So, I mean, I I expect Zeke to bounce back, right? I think the only scenario where he doesn't bounce back is that he's hit his peak and he's just completely on the way down. I think that would be the scenario. Right. Um, I don't think that's the case yet. I think he still has another year or two, maybe three of just really solid fantasy seasons left in him. Hopefully, you know, I think that Dallas team is it's just very, they're very similar almost to the, the Broncos or the Niners where like, I think they have really solid players and really good players, but like, they're just missing key things or one mm -hmm. thing here or there. And, you know, 
I think when all that comes together and, and they finally find their footing, like that just opens the door for Zeke, right? And, and Dak right. And, and just everybody to just be on their game, you know, play elite level, rack up those fantasy points for you if you have anyone on your team. So, you know, I hope that team puts themselves together during this offseason. And I, I do think Ezekiel Elliott will in turn kind of, you know, find his footing again and, and just and be the player we knew him to be. Yeah, I, I'm on board with you. I think I really just think that offense is going to be so much better. No offense to Andy Dalton, but Dak Prescott is just a way better quarterback than Andy Dalton is right now. And, and I'm pretty pumped to see what that offense can do once Dak is back in there. I think he's going to be phenomenal. I think he's an awesome quarterback. Uh, I think that improves the possibility for touchdowns. It you know gets Dak or gets Zeke more targets, potential to catch the ball, all of those things that are going to kind of come together for Ezekiel Elliott to be able to produce this year like he kind of hasn't been, like he hadn't been this past season. And I'm excited about it. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Awesome. Well, let's go ahead and let's talk about another running back I have here who who I kind of expect to bounce back a little bit, and that is Chris Carson from the Seattle Seahawks. Now, you guys might be a little bit surprised to hear his name on the list because he wasn't too bad last year. He actually finished pretty decently overall so he finished as running back 17 okay not terrible and the start of the season he was really good he was really good for your team at the beginning was super solid I think he was like running back five kind of going into you know the first half or so of the season but what I want to point out is his last three games half PPR 6.9 points 7.9 8.3 not awful but not great, right? So it's like right around that eight points per game, which isn't really what you want to see from your starting, you know, number one or number two running back, right? That is not what you're hoping to get from those players. I think he's going to bounce back into that like 14 points per game area, right? Somewhere where he's like a really solid wide or running back two, low end running back one. I think that's what he's going to be next season. Um, because he is for the Seahawks, who are that run-first team, productive, good offense, good weapons, all of those things, kind of the same arguments, some of the same arguments as there was for Zeke, right? Like good offense, good production for your running back, Mm -hmm. but this is a team that wants to run the ball, whereas the Dallas Cowboys really want to be passing a lot. You know, there was a few games. I think he was injured, right? A few games last year. So that kind of, you know, dug into these stats a little bit. But the Seahawks last year, we saw this breakout of DK Metcalf. You know, Lockett was doing his thing where he had games. And let's not forget, Russ was on this. uh, He was cooking, right? That's what he was. That's what everyone said. Russ was cooking last year. He was just throwing the ball Mm -hmm. a lot. And that's just, like you said, that's, that's not Seattle's plan. So... He still had, like you said, had decent stats, and I think a lot of that Metcalf and Lockett in passing game really took away from his stats. You know, the previous two years, he had over 1,100 and 1,200 yards respectively with nine touchdowns and seven touchdowns in those years. And last year, he still finished with over 605 touchdowns. Like, they weren't bad a bad season at all by any means. Right, um, right. And with them kind of going in, really focusing on that run game, 
I see nothing but good things for Chris Carson in his future, and I expect him to get back to that 2018-19 form where he's putting up over 1,000-yard seasons, you know, multiple touchdowns, really helping your fantasy mm-hmm. game. And, yeah. you know, I, I really like him as, as an option this season. Yeah, I really do. I just feel like he is he is an 1,100-yard running back, right? Like he is going to kind of hit that threshold, I think, especially in the 17-game season. And he's going to get a ton of passing work. I think that's the, that's the biggest thing with Chris Carson. He is utilized in the passing game. And because of that, I think you can really bank on him improving his kind of points per game finishes, right? So I, I have him ranked, I think, at running back 13 right now, 13 or 14. Um, and I feel pretty comfortable having him, you know, at that value. Absolutely. He's probably one of the, like, one of the last running backs I feel comfortable having as my first running back off the board. You know, if I, like, if I started yeah. to draft with like a Travis Kelsey and like, let's say I went like Travis Kelsey and I don't know, Stefan Diggs or something. You know what I mean? If, mm-hmm. if I got Chris Carson in the third and he was my, my number one guy, I think I'd feel comfortable with him there because really the only thing I see stopping him from producing is injury. Let's uh, run over. If you will, I'm feeling punny tonight. Uh, let's let's go over to the wideouts. Let's go over to the wide receivers. Let's move over to some of those bounce back players that we see. Um, and first on that list, I want to talk about is Cooper Cup. Now, Cooper Cup's always a fan, a solid fantasy options, right? Like I've always loved him on my fantasy teams. I've had probably had him on one of my teams in the last three four years. Like maybe just solid option. I like him. Um, you know, we're going into this next season. You know, he didn't his. <sighs> Where where is his stats finished last year? What are we looking at? Twenty twenty, he finished. Uh, finished. Go ahead. Go ahead. No. Uh, <laughs> so he finished twenty seven, right? Twenty was it twenty seven? That's didn't what I'm getting. Yeah, twenty seven in half PPR. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So he finished with just under a thousand yards. So the, the reason he finished so low last year is because Cooper Cup is. You know, he's that guy where you're banking on the touchdowns for him to score. Absolutely. And that's where his fantasy points come from. Machine. Yeah, Woods Woods is the guy that's going to rake up those those catches and, and those yards. Cup's going to be the one that gets those touchdowns for you. And he, he just didn't have that last year, right? Um, Do you know how many touchdowns he did score? Three. Zero. Right? He had zero. Oh, wait, no. Dummy. Oh God. I'm so dumb. Oh my God. I, was like, I had him. He definitely scored a few times. Uh, he finished with three touchdowns and that's just not going to get it done in fantasy. Um, you know, nope. he's a touchdown guy. That, that's what you depend on him with. However, guys, I don't know if you heard Matthew Stafford's coming to LA and they're upgrading their quarterback situation. Yeah, by I think a, by I think by a lot. So I, I I have a lot of faith that Cooper Cup is going to start redeeming himself, and his his career high is ten touchdowns in a season. That was uh, last year, two or two years ago in two thousand nineteen. And I I I'm I kind of think he might get he might break that, maybe eleven twelve. Yeah, I. Definitely think that's a possibility. Hit that I think like the offense is going to be really good. That's a thing. So I do too. I think it's going to be super good, like fantastic, because of Matthew Stafford, because of Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Cam Akers. Like the weapons they have there, 
super promising. And because of that, I, I just I see that team scoring a lot of touchdowns, and I think Cooper Cup is going to be one of the bigger benefactors of that production, without a doubt. Who we have next, Stephen? Who's our next wide receiver? I know there can't be only one. So, I have, I have a couple more that I want to talk about. Okay, and let's. Okay. And coincidentally, they have the same first name. Okay, but let's go ahead. Let's start with Michael Thomas. Okay, let's switch, let's hop over here to to New Orleans. Okay, let's talk about our New Orleans Saints. Michael Thomas, wide receiver there. He finished last season. Not very high because he was injured for so much. He was like wide receiver 70-something or other. But that doesn't, doesn't really matter. So, you know, while he was on the field, he had, he had some games where he, he was under 10 points. I've got two games with seven, a 3.7 game. It's just like not not helpful, right? Not useful not for your all. team. Really not helping you win any weeks. So somebody that I think could come back is a player that is as talented as Michael Thomas. There is a reason we were willing to draft him in the first round heading into last year's fantasy season, right? He is a good player on a good team. That is something you can count on. Yeah. You know, you can look at the whole QB situation and and be worried. I mean, so, I mean, you're rightfully so I'm not going to, I'm not going to blame you for that. But I mean, guys, you know, there's a lot of the Julio argument going. You know, you know, he got injured one year; he's still elite, and they're throwing out stats, right? You yeah, know, it's, it's one year off. Well, guys, you need to be talking about Michael Thomas if that's the argument you're going to be using. Guys, I have his stats pulled up right in front of me. I, I, l- let me read you these. Not counting last year because, like we said, that's an outlier. We're not counting that. I know we said mm-hmm. we're not talking injuries, but like this is this is I, we just, people are sleeping on Michael Thomas. I think I picked him up in our fourth round in our dynasty draft. Like yeah, fourth it was, round. It was it was pretty bad. And, and guys, his first four years in the league, 16, 17, 18, 19, his lowest yardage output in a season was one thousand one thirty seven. Eleven hundred yards was his lowest season. Wow. His that's lowest crazy. touchdown his lowest touchdown output was five touchdowns, and that was his second year in. The other three wow. years, he had a consistent nine touchdowns. He, you know, his other years, he had 1,200 yards, 1,400 yards, and 1,700 yards. Guys, why are we sleeping on Michael Thomas? It's wild. I don't know, but everyone is. It's just like, I get like I get the quarterback situation, right? Like, I understand. Totally you do not know the starter. It, it's fair. And I'm not saying that Michael Thomas is going to be the number one wide receiver in fantasy next year. But I see no reason he can't be a top 15 guy, right? Think of Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson doesn't need Patrick Mahomes to be productive. Exactly. You're looking at Michael Thomas, and you know, regardless if it's Taysom Hill or Winston that comes in, you're going to tell me you're not going to take a chance on a guy in the third or fourth round who has put up no less than 1,100 yards aside from his injury season? And like, even at that. He played seven games out of 16 last year, less than half, and he still had over 400 yards. Like, <laughs> right, like he was no, still on pace. Like, yeah. So, yeah, if, if you were to double that, he's just under 1,000 yards. That's still, you know, you add a th- three touchdowns in there to Cooper, you know, whatever. You get, and you're not, now you're at a Cooper Cup level. 
Mm-hmm. But you get, you know, two more touchdowns in there, and now you're top 20. Top 15, possibly, you know, depending on how, how everything falls. Yeah. Why? Why are we drafting him in the fourth round, third round of these drafts? It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I. it doesn't. It really doesn't make sense. He should not be falling as hard as he did. And I think we're all going to regret it a little bit when at the end of this, we're like, oh, wait, Michael Thomas was way better than anybody expected. It's like, oh, yeah, turns out good players do good things in fantasy football. Yes, there are exceptions. Exactly. Yes, sometimes the situation is impossible to overcome. I do not think this is one of those scenarios. We are still talking about John Payton and the New Orleans Saints. They will still be a good enough team for him to produce. Like, he's going to get some touchdowns. He's going to get a bazillion targets because there's nobody else to throw the ball to. So, yeah, you're right. We're, we are sleeping on Michael Thomas. I think even I have him way too low in my rankings. And after this conversation, I'm actually going to go look at bumping him back up because I think he deserves it. I don't know if you can hear that. I was like supposed to be making like a galloping noise because our next topic, our next player is Michael Gallup, guys. That is so bad. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, you I'm should so be. So sorry. Oh, so uh, Michael I'm Gallup, right? Applications for a new podcast co-host. Um, also a new it best friend. Well. I use one of those. <laughs> Dude, it does not pay well. That spot's been open a long time. It does not come with benefits. I, let me tell everyone that. That job posting has been listed so long that it's one of those ones that people scroll past because they don't think it's real because it's been up so long. That's posted 30 plus right days now. ago. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that must 30, be up there. 30 plus years ago almost at this point. Hiring immediately. Oh, they must be desperate. I don't work. I don't want to work there. <laughs> so very desperate. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> let's talk about Mr. Michael Gallup, wide receiver for the Dallas Cowboys. And we talked about Zeke a little bit ago, right? Another another Cowboy that we think is going to bounce back. Uh, Michael Gallup is somebody that, as I was kind of looking for players that fit this mold, he really popped out to me because he didn't finish great. He finished a wide receiver 38, but I was looking through his game log, right? Like his week-to-week performance. He really only had like four games where he wanted to start him. Every every other game, he was just like it was, it was kind of like the Tyler Lockett effect, but just a little bit more subdued. Like it wasn't fifty points; it was twenty five points. You know what I mean? His his up his highs weren't yeah. as high, um, but his lows were pretty low. You know, it's like a couple targets here and there for a lot of those games. And where I think he's going to bounce back to is kind of interesting because I don't think he's going to be a ton better in his overall finish, right? Like I could see him finishing as like wide receiver 34, wide receiver 33, 35, you know? It's not like it's a huge improvement, but the difference is I think he will consistently place in that range and have, you know, a consistent output week to week that you can rely on as a flex play for your squad. Yeah, I'd agree. You know, Dak went down pretty early in the season, so you know that that left a lot of a lot of targets that probably weren't going his way. Um, yeah. You know, he had 105 targets on the year last year, uh, and he had 113 the year not before. Bad. Pretty, it's really not bad, but I, I do expect those numbers to kind of go up with Dak. Granted, mm-hmm. the year before was only 113, but I just I just think this is going to be a really, really. I don't know if I want to say it's going to be pass heavy right away, but it kind of lends itself to be that. So yeah. I- 
you know, it, I expect those targets to be up be. there. Yeah. I, I agree. And, and you know, unless they just kind of hand it over to Zeke to see what he can do and he just, you know, is fire again. Mm-hmm. But even then, you know, I know they toss it up to him quite a few times. So they're still, they're still a pass heavy, heavy team. So I expect those targets to be in that range, you know, in the hundreds again. And, you know, like he said, it wasn't a bad season by any means. Like, I would like to see some more consistency. I think therein lies the problem. I just don't think there was consistency because if he's putting Mm up 15 yard games every week rather than a nine, a a seven point game or a 25 point game, like give me consistency any day of the weekend. You know, I'm expecting a bounce back season here from uh, Michael Gallup, um, especially with Dak coming back. Um, So just someone to to definitely keep your eye on. Yeah. As I was kind of thinking about it, I kind of imagine him feeling similar to how Cole Beasley felt for me last year. And and Cole Beasley was like pretty solid. He had some good games, but really like I played him every week thinking, man, I know this guy's going to get a few targets. He's going to have some yardage. It's going to be enough to not kill me. And I can let my players like Devonte Adams kind of win me the week where needed. And, and I kind of see that Michael Gallup fitting into a role like that. He's a good player, really good offense. He's not one or two target there, right? Like he's not Amari Cooper. He's not CeeDee Lamb, but that's okay. He will still be productive, I think, and useful for your teams. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more, my friend. Let's get into a more serious position here. Let's let's talk about the quarterback position, and and I want to I want to talk about someone so who I want to talk about someone that actually you you this isn't intentionally, but it is. You have a horse in this race, so <laughs> let's talk about Carson Wentz. On the Indianapolis Colts, will Carson yes. Wentz have a bounce back season after his high school performance last season? Ouch! Wow! Oh, wow! Ooh, that was Boom. that was that was roasted. <laughs> that was mean. So, that was mean. Guys, welcome to the Boom Roasted Podcast, a podcast about fantasy <laughs> football and Michael Scott <laughs> of Audio Grand Podcast where we just try to find as many spots to use the Boom Roasted soundbite as we can. That's pretty I good. I love right? the office. I love it so much. Oh man, it's, it's so, so good. All right, we're so talking good. about Carson Wentz. You're mean to Carson Wentz. I think that's understandable. He was pretty awful last year. When I was thinking of bounce back candidates, almost nobody has as far to go in order to bounce back as Carson Wentz. He was dreadful last season. Okay, he was so bad week in and week out at the end of the season there until he got benched for. Jalen Hurts, he was terrible, right? There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I watched him play. It was it was gross. But I believe in Carson Wentz. And maybe I'm falling for him. Maybe. Maybe I am, okay? But I believe in him. You are. Listen. You are. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely am. But I think there's a chance that he could be good, and useful. You know what I mean? I think there's a chance that he could be much, much, much better for fantasy, especially, and even like as a real NFL quarterback. Before last year, he was like looked at as a really solid fantasy quarterback, right? Because he runs the ball a little bit. Yeah. He gives you some rushing floor. He is a pretty good passer is what we thought before. And a pretty good quarterback. 
I mean, where was I mean, he was being drafted as like the eighth quarterback off the board, maybe in, yeah. in drafts going into last year. And now it's like, okay, nobody wants to touch him because 18th. of what he did. Right. You know, 18th, yeah. 25th, whatever it is. And I understand that, but I don't know. I just think the new situation, new team, all of that stuff, I think he's going to be good. There was a very significant drop off in his performance. There's just no doubt about that. He went from a consistent seven interceptions the three years prior to 15 last season. Yeah. <laughs> he, went, he went from, you know, getting sacked 30 in the 30 range, which, okay, to 50 times last season. It, mind you, this is all, 12 games. 12 games. 12 is exactly what I was about to say. 12 games. You know, like he had 2,600 yards, which fell off from 4,000 the year before. <laughs> yeah, which the year before it's a was a really good season. So, mm-hmm. but like, what a huge drop off. And I don't, you know, fantasy players, they are very easily persuaded by the here and now. And yeah. And it, it is, you can, this is, Carson Wentz is funny because you can really sit here and make an argument both ways. I really do think you can as to why to not draft him and why you should draft him. I, I really mm-hmm. do think you, you yeah. can do that. Um, I, I do think you kind of have those, those eyes. You know the, those blinded by love eyes, which you have every right to be, right? You know, I said, I said, I said to you earlier, I am the highest someone can be on Justin Fields because I'm a Bears fan. Like that's just how it is. Yep. That's just how people are mm-hmm. going to be. It's just the way so, life goes. It's just the way life is. Sometimes you're a Jets fan and it sucks. Like it's just the way life goes. So, um, sometimes you don't have a quarterback week twelve of of your season. Like it just happens. <laughs> life happens. But no, uh, oh, <laughs> all kidding aside. Yeah. I expect a bounce back year from Carson Wentz. I really am excited for him. Like because of Carson Wentz going to Indy, like I'm starting to get really excited about like Michael Pittman and stuff and, and Paris Campbell. Like, it, you know, it's, it's, it's having this ripple effect where I see the value in Carson Wentz. And I really, truly am excited to see him play because I mm-hmm. do think he can be really, really good in football and in fantasy, you know, especially with this fresh start. Absolutely. I think so too. And it's not just my, you know, blue shaded eyes or whatever that are making me think that I I really do believe, even if it was for a different, you know, non Indianapolis Colts team, I think there's a potential for Carson Wentz to to, kind of bounce back. And I think the, like the potential upside is kind of something that I'm, I'm willing to buy into a little bit because if he's good, we've seen what he does for fantasy and he's a really like solid top 10 guy if he's playing decently. Right. And he doesn't even need to be fantastic. So I think we have another quarterback to talk about that. uh, Tyler has put on our notes as Tyler has someone to talk about here, but uh, (laughs) has not told me who that is yet. So we'll see. I I think you, I think you know who this is just because you kind of, um, you kind of threw it out there almost as a challenge. We were we were joking around one day, texting back and forth, talking about this week's episode. Um, oh, you're really doing this? Oh, you, you think I was kidding? Yeah, I'm I doing this. Did. All right. <laughs> so, uh, I think we were we were texting oh, back and forth, story, and we're like, "Who should we do as bounce back players?" This is where the well, fun begins. <laughs> this does indeed. And I'll be honest with you. Apart. I'll be honest with you. Uh. One of my my coworkers, uh, we were sitting. I was sitting at work one day, uh, to Ben. Shout out to Ben. Uh, and 
I told him I'm I'm I want to do this player. I'm going to I'm going to I want to come up with an argument why he's going to bounce back and have a good season, why he's maybe worthy of your fantasy team. And I I I'll be honest, I sat there and said, "Dude, I don't know if I can do this." Like, <laughs> like I, 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 don't, I don't think I should accept this challenge. And I I sat there and I started, you know, kind of putting some notes together and I was like, "Yeah, maybe I can." And I, I think I somewhat have. So, guys, I'm going to tell you Welcome, class. My name is Tyler. I want to introduce you and tell you why <laughs> Daniel Jones is going to bounce back and be fantasy relevant. <clears throat> uh, no, stop. God! No, God, please, no! 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 <laughs> Daniel no! Jones, this is my reaction <laughs> to you okay. telling me to draft Daniel Jones. But anyway, I will let you... Uh, I'll like, okay. try and make some arguments. Like, here. I mean, don't don't draft Daniel Jones on like a one QB league. I'm not gonna. That's bad fantasy advice. Like, just straight up, don't <laughs> sure, draft sure, him sure. in a super flex where you have Patrick Mahomes or something, and you can you want to experiment. Okay, okay. Maybe play him in a super flex spot. <laughs> I, I, I'm not here. I'm not here to turn water to wine, folks. I'm not. I'm telling you, this is why you should take your vitamins. It's two very different things. So that's all I, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Okay. So Daniel Jones, in 2020, he had 280 completions for 2,900 yards and, uh, and 11 touchdowns. This is how it went. During 2020, the weapons he had to work with, you know, were, were, were Wayne Gallman, you know, Darius Slayton, Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. It's the Giants. We saw. You know, I think Daniel Jones was probably uh, running back one on his team because he's, he's a monster. So that's awesome. But that's not going to happen this year. But that's part of the reason I think he's going to bounce back. He's not going to be running back one because Saquon Barkley is going to be back on this team, guys. He's back. He's going to be healthy. He's going to be amazing. You know? And he's going to still have Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, Evan Ingram. He's still going to have those weapons that he can throw to, you know. But here's the thing. He doesn't have just Saquon Barkley back. He doesn't have just some of these weapons back. No. He's got some key additions. The the Giants, in spot 20 of the NFL draft round one, took Kadarius Toney. Wide receiver. Weapon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wait, not proven yet. It's a weapon regardless. He still went in round one of the NFL draft. That's saying something. If that doesn't do it for you, don't forget Kyle Rudolph is now on this team. Very solid tight end option from from the Minnesota Vikings. He's a little older, but it's going to be a great weapon for Daniel Jones to throw to. A great veteran he's, in that he's locker Kyle room. Rudolph is part of your argument. Are you kidding me? I'm. This is. I'm just talking about just Daniel Jones. This fantasy value. I'm kind of fantasy value here. As that's the thing. Kyle Rudolph. <laughs> oh god, people are laughing at me and throwing things. I don't like it. Uh, okay, fine. You don't like that. You really can't argue with me when I'm telling you that they're bringing in Kenny Galladay and they're paying him a lot of money to bring Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay. He's finally. Danny Dimes, he's getting a nice receiver. He's getting a good receiver. He, he's going to get uh, Kenny Galladay coming onto this team. It's going to help him out so much. And not only that, Mike Glenn is going to come up and come in and, and help him. You know, he's going to come in into that backup role for Daniel Jones. 
you know, that veteran QB, I think, I think that's definitely going to lend itself self some benefits and some value to Daniel Jones. But here's the thing. D- does that, does that convince you or no? Uh, no. Okay. That's what I to say. No. So let me throw this stat at you since <laughs> that didn't convince you. Right. Uh-huh. Now, Kenny Galladay, from 2018 to 2019, he's this nice weapon that they're bringing in. He's the name, right? He's going to have the top selling jersey on this team. That's just without a doubt, right? Well, from 2018 to 2019, Kenny Galladay had the second most receiving yards on targets of 20 plus yards or more, 976 yards to be exact, and that's only behind Tyreek Hill. So we're going to go a year back. Kenny Galladay was injured last year, so we're going to use that, that as the year, right? Second okay, okay. most receiving yards on targets of 20 plus yards. Guys, Daniel Jones, he was on target 51% of throws, 20-plus yards. That is 9% higher than the league average. And of those, those attempts, those resulted in six touchdowns and zero interceptions and a passer rating of 132.5 when the league average was only 100.9. Okay, okay, so you're telling me, you're telling me, Danny Dimes can throw a deep ball. Kenny Galladay can catch a deep ball. Correct. So maybe, like, maybe that maybe that's an argument for Kenny Galladay to be productive. But is it enough to say that Daniel Jones is going to be super great? I don't know. He does run the ball, so like he does, he does run helps. it. So he finished QB twenty five and twenty four respectively the last two years. You know, so that's there's consistency there. Yeah, there's consistency there. So you're you're bringing in this weapon now. You know their stats. You know their tendencies are, are lining up very nicely. Saquon is back, so you get that run game going. You have receiving weapons. You know someone's going to get open. If it kind of Galladay can get that separation be downfield, really. he's going to be the guy. I I expect I'm expecting Daniel Jones. And you know what? And maybe I'm looking at this from more like a dynasty perspective. Daniel Jones is still very young, and I do believe he this is, is his make or break year. This is his make or break year, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, if he doesn't do it this year, I think he's going to go to, he's going to be down to that backup role unless he goes to a team that really needs a quarterback like super bad. But, you know, I think this is a year, you know, they're going into the second year with this offensive scheme. And I, I expect a lot of improvement. I expect him to finish better than the 24, 25. In fact, I almost kind of, I'd like to see him finish, you know, within the top 20. I think that is a very, doable and it's not too much to ask killing me man killing me <laughs> oh right i um, think it's possible, my moment. It's possible. <laughs> <laughs> you know also duck for this <laughs> <laughs> really just killing the vibe here i, I hate know. you so much i hate you just <laughs> can't control the soundboard <laughs> oh, i got you don't worry this is why ben solo turned to the dark side you were his friend. <laughs> oh, it's true. Oh, Benny Ben Ben. That was that was a trick question for all you Star Wars fans. There is no dark side in the sequel trilogy. Kind and of. that's why they suck. And that's why it's a sequel trilogy. Anywho, that's for a different podcast uh, that you guys can listen different to. Podcast. Uh, <laughs> no shameless oh, plug. Right. It's a different podcast. Daniel Jones. Tyler thinks he's bouncing back. We'll we'll see what happens. I'm not necessarily convinced. I'm so here's my biggest issue is like there's a 
greater than 10% chance he's not the starter at the end of the year? Let's do this. Will you do this with me on air? You know, do you, you've seen the know, Avengers but... movie. <laughs> 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 you, you've seen the Avengers movie where, where Cap and, and Nick Fury. I've seen the Avengers movies, yes. <laughs> Cap and uh, Nick Fury make a bet. He's like, I bet I can't surprise you. The helicarrier starts rising up, and you just see Steve pull a ten dollar bill out of his pocket and give it to him. <laughs> yes. it, it, it's just a great, like a minute scene. Let's do that. Ten bucks. Daniel Jones finishes within the top twenty. Ten bucks, easy done. Okay, Heck cool yeah. deal. You heard it here, guys. <laughs> you heard it here. We'll see. What I expect happens. you to hand me a ten dollar bill now in the future. We'll probably need somebody else to remind us because we won't remember this by yeah, next. Yeah, someone to clear remind us. <laughs> yeah it's like we're not gonna remember this anyway let's finish up here we've got one more player to talk about and he is a tight end we're gonna talk about tyler higby tight end for the los angeles rams he's an interesting player um not great last year like really not great especially he had some hype going into the season right people were excited about him going into the year because he finished 2019 like really really well he had some awesome games there at the end of 2019 where he was getting a ton of work and people were like okay this is the guy this is the guy we need to get him on our teams because he's going to blow up yeah, i mean that was me he finished like 13 through 17 he was over 15 half ppr points every week i think except for one where he was 14.9 in half ppr at the end of 2019 so it's like Everyone was really excited. 2020 comes around, and he really disappointed. Okay, He was not very useful at all. Really only one or two, three weeks that you would have been happy starting him, even as a tight end, right? Maybe a few others where he's like, okay, I scored a touchdown, so I wasn't completely useless. But I think he has the potential to really step it up and kind of bounce back and maybe not be that player that he was at the end of 2019, but be somebody in the middle of that where he can be really useful and productive and be a top 12 tight end that, that is consistent because he doesn't have to fight with Gerald Everett anymore for targets. And, you know, last year was actually Higby's best season. Like when it came to touchdowns, I think he put up five uh, where his previous high was three the year before. His yardage was a little down, but he was competing. So yeah, he still had a pretty solid year. You know, in the realm of tight ends, it's hard to really gauge them when you have such yeah, a curve. You know, you know, the, mm-hmm. the big three are are ruining it for the rest of the class when it comes to grading. Yeah, <laughs> they kind of they, they have that be, curve there. Yeah. So, but I mean, I do see Tyler Higby as a really solid fantasy op- option. He's not going to be competing. You know, I expect those touchdown numbers to go up. Like we said earlier, Matthew Stafford's going to be there, guys, and yeah. you saw what he would do with Hawkinson. You know, in that tight end role. Yeah. So I expect yeah. that to carry over it with Tyler Higby. You know, I expect his yardage to go up. I think he can definitely make this a breakout year where he has the highest touchdowns, highest yardage out of it, out of his career so far. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just expect with that competition kind of gone, he's going to be that guy. I, I, I expect a lot out of this Rams offense, as we had previously mentioned. You, know, you have Akers, you have Higby, you have Woods, you have Cup. Like, this is going to be a really solid team, and talking about this makes me really terrified for Week One now as a Bears fan. Now that I'm thinking about this out loud, so yeah, um, I, I expect you know let's call it a bounce back, right? That's what we're doing. So I expect a bounce back, maybe career year uh, for Tyler Higby next year. Yeah, I definitely think it could be a career year 
for him because and the biggest thing for me is like they don't go out trade two first round picks for Matthew Stafford without the plan of him just tossing the ball over the place right that that is what Matthew Stafford does that is why you go get him because if you just want somebody to come in and facilitate your offense you keep Jared Goff or you go get an Andy Dalton you go get I don't know like there's there's so many players like a Jimmy Garoppolo you know what I mean like there are players that can do that if that's what you want to do if if you want high upside you go get a Matthew Stafford and so I think they're going to be throwing the ball over the place I'm projecting them for a lot of volume a lot of passing volume kind of in that higher 30s per game probably even if even if their defense is still solid I still think they're going to throw the ball a lot. I think it's going to be kind of a Chiefs situation where they're like, hey, this is what we do. This is what our game plan is. And because of that, you know, they have their two wide receivers. You've got Cooper Cup. You've got Robert Woods. But I can see Tyler Higby kind of falling into that third target there. And that'll be enough to, to make him a number one tight end. Yeah. I, I'm excited. I, I like I th- my favorite part of this episode so far has been making the cases for these players that we believe are going to bounce back. And it just gets me so excited for them. Like almost like, yeah, Oh my does. gosh, uh-huh. you know, why haven't I drafted them in my, in my leagues I've done so far or, or, or anything, you know, I'm really so overlooking these go, players. I need to go make some dynasty trades. I need to go get, I need to go get Carson Wentz. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. <laughs> hey, now's the time. Yeah. Now's the time. Anywho. <laughs> <laughs> Those are just some of the people we think are going to have kind of a bounce back season. We are uh, looking forward to to their fantasy output next year. And I think some of these people, if, if not all of them, can definitely bring you a lot of value. And you yes, might be able to pick definitely. them up for a very good value in your draft mm-hmm. or for a trade. So, you know, you know, see what you can get. You know, maybe put some feelers out there to some of your league mates. And, uh, you know, let us know if, you, if you're able to trade for some of these guys at a good cost or if you're able to you know, get Michael Thomas in the sixth round or something crazy like that, you know, let us know. Uh, reach out to us on social media. Email us at firstreadpod at gmail.com. Um, yeah, we'd love to hear from you guys. It's always, always a pleasure. Thank you for anyone that is tuning in for the first time. Welcome to this podcast of nonsense. And uh, this, thank you to anyone who is no still listening. Somehow, yes. For some reason, this this podcast is equivalent to a zero buy-in fantasy league. That is what you're getting. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We're at least like a five dollar buy-in. So. <laughs> Maybe like three and a half dollars. But yeah, 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 sure. Three dollars. Some some buy-in. If you go to our Patreon, anywho, <laughs> plug Patreon. Let's plug. Check out our Patreon. You'll get some really cool stuff from there. Um, you can see our rankings, yeah. see kind of our thought process, and get some info from us, things that will help you in your drafts, especially especially if you don't want to put a ton of effort into your drafts. If all you're going to do is, like, listen to us talk and maybe, you know, pull up a piece of paper to kind of draft from, our rankings will be useful for that. We're going to kind of break it up into our tiers of running backs and wide receivers, tight ends, quarterbacks that we like. Going to try and give you an idea of, when to switch from your mm. best running backs to the next tier of wide receivers, back to running backs, you know, where, like where are you looking to draft these players? That's kind of what we're hoping to give yeah. you in our rankings um, on our Patreon. So head on over to patreon.com, search first read fantasy football. So you can join. Yeah. 
Yep. First, there you go. Patreon.com slash first read pod. There's you know, a dozen ways to look it up. Search Google for first read fantasy football podcast. We are up. <laughs> Website is launching July 1st, ladies and gentlemen. July 1st is the date. It will be an episode release date. It will be a Thursday, July 1st. Mark your calendars. The website will be live. We're excited. I thought that was you for a minute until I saw your mouth not moving. Oh, it was? Yeah. It sounded like a Michael Scott soundbite. That was. That was good. That was good. (laughs) I'm just a guy playing a guy playing himself. Who's really the guy? I don't know. You fooled me. Thank you again, guys, for listening. Um, I, until next time, I almost said, "May the force be with you." May the force be with you. Screw it. <laughs> May the force be with you all. We'll see you guys. See ya.